Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Is Dalvin Cook injury prone? Is David Johnson injury prone? Is Leonard Fournette injury prone? What even is injury prone? Well, I'm glad I asked. I'm going to tell you. No, I'm not going to tell you. Dr. Nithin Natwa is going to tell you. Yes, Dr. Nithin Natwa, like an actual doctor, like someone who actually knows what they're talking about is going to tell you. They're going to tell you what injury prone is and who's injury prone. And if Leonard Fournette is injury prone, and if Dalvin Cook is injury prone, and if David Johnson, Melvin Gordy, Todd Gurley, Darius Geis, James Conner, Keenan, every player, we're going to talk injuries. We're going to talk injuries with an actual expert. All right, like an actual expert. He works for Michigan State's football team, or at least he did, and the Texans. Like, he actually knows what he's doing. He's going to explain his full pedigree. He's going to explain, like, who he actually is, but guys... If he says the guy's injury prone, he is. And if he says he's not, he's not. This person actually knows what he's talking about. So without further ado, please welcome onto the show Dr. Nithin Natwa. And uh, please uh, forgive the terrible audio quality. It was over a Zoom call. And I forgot to check the box that says adjust microphone automatically, adjust microphone level automatically. So there's some parts where it definitely sounds like it's a deep fried meme. Well, so please forgive that. Uh, Without further ado, though, here you go. Here's the podcast with Dr. Nathan Natwa. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. Today we are talking injuries, one of the most important things in fantasy football because no football season happens without injuries and your star players in round one they'll get injured. Your players in round two, three, four, five, six, there will be injuries to every position, every round of your draft. So you need to know who's injury prone, who do you need to avoid? And I don't know the answer to that. So I brought on someone who does, Dr. Nithin Natwa. (laughs) Did I get that right? Uh, Natwa, but it's Natwa, Dr. Nithin Natwa from Fantasy Docs. You all know him from his Instagram page with over 3,000 followers. He's here to talk injuries. How are you doing today? Doing great, Calvin. It's good to uh, talk with you over Zoom. You've been, <laughs> yeah. uh, talk- we've been talking since I think both of us started up our accounts around the same time. So it's been nice seeing both of our followers grow and people appreciate the content that we're putting out. Yeah, you definitely fill a niche that, you know, there isn't really, there aren't a lot of pages doing medical analysis that at least is good for fantasy football. (laughs) Yeah, I think sports medicine itself is relatively newer field. And I think people are just kind of realizing the different ways that it can help the general population. I, I saw this guy, David Chow, who's a sports orthopedic surgeon on Twitter, and he was making some pretty accurate predictions on injury Mm -hmm. recoveries and timelines. And it seemed like something I could do as well too with my background training and I noticed that there really wasn't too many people doing it on Instagram. So I tried to fill that niche. Yeah. It's a great page. Can you explain your training to people who may not be familiar with the page? If you're not familiar, familiar, make sure you go check it out. It's one of the most, 
one of the best fantasy pages. I mean, you got every prediction right last year. So, but can you explain your uh, background? Who exactly yeah, you are? Right. Thank you so much for that, by the way. But uh, so I'm a fellowship trained sports medicine physician. I did my fellowship training and served as a team physician at Michigan State University. And I did my primary care training at Western Michigan University, where I served as a team physician for the Broncos as well, too. Uh, I did my primary care training at a trauma one hospital. So I've had a lot of experience in medicine. And then I've also translated that to providing medical care for division one power five athletes, as well as professional athletes. And my focus is more so clearly on football. And I enjoy just providing assessments on injuries that I've seen throughout my training that pop up in the NFL. So I think it's safe to say you're probably the most educated fantasy football analyst at least on instagram <laughs> well at least, at least for medicine I, I will try and claim that title but there there are some really good accounts out there years included that do a lot of great statistic analysis and a lot of great history analysis on the actual playing profiles and i i try and do that as well too but i would definitely not claim to be the best in that regard although I, i'm trying to be <laughs> now yours it's your page it doesn't seem like someone who's a doctor who then is trying to analyze players. And it doesn't seem like someone who you know plays fantasy football and knows a little medical stuff. It seems like a genuine fantasy football fanatic who also is an expert in medical field. Did you play fantasy football long before you became you know, yeah. an expert in the medical field? So how long have you been playing? So I've been playing since probably around 2008, 2009. Okay. So about 10, 11 years now. Okay. Well, it's a long time now. <laughs> but, yeah. uh but yeah, no, uh, me and my me and my college friends, we get pretty into it. We have a bell. There's a lot of trash talking that goes on. And uh, yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, I'm sure in your 11 years, you've noticed injuries definitely have a huge impact on the fantasy season. I mean, last year, David Johnson was drafted in the first round, first round in many leagues, and he's gone. He's done yeah. after week five. And it's every single year there are players that you draft in your first round and they're gone. And it's hard to know who to avoid. So I see on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube on every podcast, the label injury prone gets thrown yeah. around. So many players get labeled injury prone. And I started thinking, are they injury prone or do they just have bad luck? Because like, <laughs> like there has to be a difference, right? Between injury prone and just getting injured a few times. Yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, so can you explain <clears throat> what injury prone is and what the difference between a player getting hurt repeatedly or having bad luck is between that and being injury prone? Yeah, so injury prone is definitely something that exists. I, I agree, it's way overused, and there's a couple of factors that I think go into that. And when someone is injury prone, it's not necessary, not necessarily true that they're always going to be injury prone. Some people can be just injury prone for a short period of time following a specific type of injury. And that's really what plays a huge part in injury prone is what kind of injury that they suffered. Because some of those, they linger, they get re-aggravated really easily in the short period of time, and some of them get re-aggravated throughout the rest of the person's life. Um, other ones, it kind of depends on if it's a head injury or if they're at risk for having a lot of lingering symptoms. And then the last kind of discounts everything I just said. And at a certain point in time, it doesn't matter what kind of injury it is or how many of that specific type of injury the player had. If they just keep on having these random injuries that are unrelated, that also gets the injury prone label. And I like to think of that as if they're having an injury 
that has symptom, if they have a repeat injury over two seasons, or if they're having symptoms that carry over for longer than two seasons as well, too. Um, I guess a, a good example, that's the ACL. A lot of players tear their ACL and then they tend to have a repeat injury the next year. And that's fair because mm-hmm. they're injury prone for that next year. They're in the process of rehabilitating a very serious injury. Their hamstrings aren't really well conditioned. Their quads aren't really well conditioned. And sometimes they suffer a very severe strain and they get knocked out for the next season. And then someone's like, oh, they're done. They're injury prone. They're labeled for the rest of their career. But really, they're only injury prone that next season. And the following season, as we saw with someone like Dalvin Cook, they come back really strong and possibly win even some leagues for some people. Now, I also hear there, I mean, people, since everyone gets injured, uh, a lot of people kind of seem to make up stuff about injuries. And there's some rumors going around about like the ACL tear. I heard someone say, it's good he tore his ACL in college because that means it grew back stronger. Is that is that a thing? That's absolutely not true. That is, okay. that is absolutely not true. Uh, because I so heard that. It was, yeah. it was from like an actual person who was very good at fantasy football, very knowledgeable, and they said that. I was just like, wait. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's that not might, a thing. That misconception might come from the fact that when you fracture a bone, they bones do tend to heal back stronger. That is not true about an ACL. And the rationale behind that is that a bone has a very good blood supply. So with a great blood supply, the bone turnover, the bone reformation is very is, uh, strong and it tends to layer down at sometimes a more dense rate than it was before, hence the okay. stronger bone. Tendons and ligaments have very poor blood supply. And okay. actually they don't heal back really at all. They need to be surgically screwed back into place and pinned back into place via surgery which as a disclaimer i'm not a sports surgeon that's a different field i am a non-operative sports physician who deals with spinal and uh extremity injections as well as fracture management that doesn't include cutting someone open (laughs) all right so it is not true everyone if they tear their acl it does not grow back stronger uh, can you give us an example, like a textbook example of injury prone, either playing right now or in the past couple of years, just someone who you, you hear their name and you go, staying away, they're 100% injury prone. Yeah, definitely. I can even break it down by position. So with, uh, with position-wise for a running back, I'd say Devontae Freeman. And okay. the reasoning behind that is because of his sports hernia injury, it's something that tends to get easily re-aggravated, especially with a lot of cutting jukey movements. And that's exactly the type of runner that Devontae Freeman is. Also, age-wise, you know, it's not a good prognostic factor mm-hmm. when the player's over 24. And um, that's something that gets really, really flared up. And uh, I'm actually going to go disconnect my phone in one second as well, oh, too, right. because I think it keeps on ringing. <laughs> it's but uh, for... Tight ends, Tyler Eifert, Jordan Reed, Eifert. Evan Ingram, all three of those, classic injury prone. All of them for concussions, but in Evan Ingram's case as well, too, he also had a Lisfranc injury, which is a fracture to the middle of that foot. And it's a very unstable joint. And when it heals back, it heals back not quite as stable. And it's really easy to re-aggravate that. And it usually has some chronic pain. And if you can imagine having chronic pain in the middle of your foot, when you're supposed to be running down a football field, it's not going to bode well. Uh, wide receivers-wise, we actually collaborated on this guy last year, mm-hmm. A.J. Green. 
has uh, reached that injury-prone designation, unfortunately. And it was last season that made me call throw in the towel on that. I uh, forgot AJ Green existed. <laughs> How long has it been since that man played? Yeah. It's been two years, I think. Yeah. Sammy Watkins, Will Fuller as well, too, although I will say I'm higher on Will Fuller just because of his situation. Mm-hmm. So he's one of those rare cases where I throw that injury-prone high-risk designation, but also say that you know where he's being drafted is a decent ADP for him, and he's got great upside. And yeah. um, that's kind of my my breakdown with running backs, tight ends, wide receivers. I throw Sony Michelle and James Conner in that running back group as well, too. All righty. So those guys, they're all textbook injury prone, and you're avoiding yeah. them all except for a Fuller. Yeah, yeah, I am okay with Fuller. And all these guys, you know, there there is honestly a level where they're worth taking a shot at mm-hmm. most of them. Tyler Eifert, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. But yeah. uh, but a lot of these other guys, you know, there is a there's a level that I'll pursue them. Sammy Watkins is another absolute no on my part, just because. Just no. And that, not happening. That game. I know there's a lot of people last year that got conned by that first game, that three touchdown, 200 yard game, which I think matches output for the rest of the season, possibly. <laughs> I think it was a little bit more. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you're avoiding them. Now, Will Fuller, it's interesting because I think every fantasy football player actually knows he is injury prone. But there's a point in like the ninth, 10th, 11th round where you say, I don't care, he's going to give me three really good weeks. And that can't be yeah. said for the other one. He's When he's on the field, he's special. It, it's just unfortunate, the injury prone. Um, now, now, what injury... Or, 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 yeah, so what is, what is an example of bad injury luck? Someone who's been injured a few times, and some people may think is injury-prone, but he's not injury-prone. He's just, you know, had bad luck. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to put my boy Dalvin Cook out there. I got a ton of hate on this last year for supporting him, and I think you actually had him pretty high as well, too, last season. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were giving him a lot of flack because, you know, he tore his ACL and then he had a miserable season the next season because he tried to rush back from that ACL, pulled a bunch of ham, pulled a hamstring multiple times, missed the majority of the season. And people are just like, ah, he's dusted. He's injury prone. He's not going to come back. But two years out of that ACL, that's that prime recovery period. As long as you take into account the prior talent that that player had, and their age. And Dalvin Cook is a young player, and he was one of the best, if not the best, running back coming out of college yeah. his year. And then he shocked the world. He came out swinging, and he finished the fantasy season, regardless. Or, I mean, sorry, he didn't finish the fantasy. He finished the regular season, and if you had Dalvin Cook, he was the number one reason why you were in the fantasy playoffs and likely had at least a first-round bye. Now, he did suffer an injury, and he – he knocked, I think he came down really hard on that shoulder and mm-hmm. separated that shoulder with an AC joint sprain. And there's different degrees of separations there. And usually they tend to knock a player out for a game or two. It's not uncommon. And there's really a lot of, it's a ton of pain. I've had one too while snowboarding and, you know, I'm, I'm no NFL player, but I thought it was pretty painful. And, uh, you know, you, most cases, these players, they sit out a game or two. Now there is one exception to that, Josh Jacobs. But he is uh, he's superhuman, apparently, because he was playing through a fractured, separated shoulder. And there are certain players like that, but that's not the norm. That's but not if you the think norm. about it, yeah, Delvin Cook, he was in a great situation, and he had a solid handcuff. And it's, I mean, that's like lightning striking twice was the fact that he separated his shoulder, 
right in the playoffs in that second game. And his backup got knocked out immediately after that. That's, I mean, some people are going to cry and just say that, you know, he's injury prone, but that's unluck. That's just not lucky. Yeah. If you grabbed Mike Boone, if you grab Mike <laughs> Boone, things worked out for you. Yeah. Did Boone do okay? I thought Boone didn't even throw Boone, too many He stats. was awful <laughs> the first week he played. He started one week and he was awful, like three points. And then the last week of the Super Bowl, he put up a yeah. monster game, if I remember. And I played oh, the Dalvin Cook oh, owner. Yeah, I, I played, like I played the Dalvin Cook owner in the Super Bowl. <clears throat> he did not have Dalvin Cook, but he had handcuffed with Madison. Both of them were gone, and I played Mike Boone, and I beat him. Oh, my God. That guy was probably so upset. <laughs> well, that's why it's Mike important Boone. to understand the injury. So now that we're heading into draft season, I mean, it's we're, we're mid-July, which, you know, the fantasy football, it starts turning, you know, mid-July, August. That's really when people start their drafts. There are a lot of players, like I said, people are either avoiding or targeting based on injury history. I want to go through. We've got a couple written down. I want to hear injury prone, yes or no. If you want to elaborate, go for it, but you don't have to. So number one on this list is Leonard Fournette. He was very requested on the TikTok. Leonard Fournette, injury prone, yes or no? By the way, your TikTok seems to be blowing up, man. Congrats on that. (laughs) We'll see if it gets banned in the U.S. though, but oh, no. hopefully, hopefully it doesn't. Uh, so Lennon Fournette, I would say he's not injury prone. He had a neck strain. It's not a big deal. We've all had a neck strain. It was week 17. From what I understand, it wasn't really relevant for playoff implications. It's unfortunate that he chose to sit out, but if it was any other part of the season that was relevant, I feel like he would have played through it. He did have some hamstring strains in previous seasons, which, you know, we've talked about in the past as well, too. Hamstring strains within the same season, yes, that makes you injury prone. Hamstring strain one season does not carry over for a risk to the next season. Unless you've had two hamstring strains in separate seasons, then we get a little bit more concern. But I was high on Fournette last season. I was happy that he lived up to my hype because I was about to get crucified on him as well, too. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I do believe that Fournette is not injury prone, and I think he's in a great situation where he's really the only viable running back in that offense. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I made a video about Leonard Fournette, how I love him this year, because, I mean, he's a great running back, and he gets a lot of hate. I mean, he's falling to end of second round in some leagues. A lot of yeah. people are really worried that Chris Thompson is going <laughs> to come in. Is Chris, Chris Thompson, Thompson from the Redskins, right? The guy who's always injured. <laughs> Yeah. They don't, want, they don't want Leonard Fournette because they think he's injury prone and they're worried about Chris Thompson who actually is injury prone. It's funny how, how fantasy football players, they can hear one person say someone's injury prone and then they just for the rest of you know the next five years of that player's career, they just avoid them. Yeah, It's crazy. Fournette so the next one. Made, yeah. Doesn't make any sense because Fournette made it through the entire fantasy season yeah. unless you're playing week 17, like those random leagues. So if you're Fournette playing week also, 17, you deserve yeah. to lose Fournette. <laughs> And he's the reason why you why once again he's another running back who is the reason why most players were in the playoffs, and he was another epic college talent who just oh, yeah. got injured a little bit early on. Like I remember this this guy they were talking about him sitting out his junior season just because he was already guaranteed to be a high first round pick. Yeah. <laughs> now you've mentioned him already, but we can you know yes or no Dalvin Cook injury prone yes or no. No, no, I will say he is not injury prone. You heard that TikTok. Delvin Cook is not injury prone, coming from a doctor. Yeah, 
ACL tear, hamstring strain related to the ACL tear, and an AC joint separation. That is an injury history that could match up with literally 30% of the NFL. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one, we collabed on him last year, uh, but your thoughts may have changed since then. Melvin Gordon, injury prone, yes or no? Uh, he's tough because he's one of those players I was talking about where it happens over multiple seasons. And they're not really related, but they really hit you at difficult parts. And it hits you later on in the season. Mm-hmm. You miss three out of four play, uh, playoff seasons pretty much prior to last year when he sat out last year and then came back and he wasn't really, wasn't really doing too well. No, uh, it's he just is, average. He is in a good situation and I believe he's going, so in ESPN drafts, he's going at pick 39. He's in Denver, you know, Lindsay, I was never high on Lindsay last season. Freeman is, I saw this meme where it was like <laughs> this, I think, I, I don't know if you put <laughs> someone. Skeleton? It. You, yeah. <laughs> Like someone is just swimming amazingly in the pool and they have this like five-year-old like drowning in the pool and that's supposed to be Lindsay. And then they have a skeleton at the bottom of the ocean and that's Royce Freeman. Do you remember Royce Freeman? Yeah. He was was, was supposed to be the starter. I was actually, I will say that is one of, uh, one of my missed, my missed picks. And I'll say that's why I don't claim to be uh, all outright, like best of the best in terms of fantasy analysis, I stick to the medical analysis. Well, but. well, everyone was high on Freeman. What was it, two, three years ago? Because he was great in college. He came in preseason, had like the 30-yard touchdown run. Everyone drafts him. And yeah, then he, he crushed it Oregon. I he was amazing. Was and he never got a Oregon. chance. He never yeah. got a chance. And now he's third string. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I, I hope he but, can get on a new team. Yeah, Gordon is someone, though, that, you know, you see him later on in that fourth round. You you should take him. He's he's gonna be looking to prove himself. He had a terrible mm-hmm. season last year. He's younger. He's twenty seven, I think, this year, and um, he's had a season of rest. To be honest, like, yeah, he didn't do anything last year. So. Yeah. All right, next one. Probably the most controversial player in fantasy past couple of years because you know there's someone called the counselor who advocates taking him first round. But oh, wow. he's been injured a lot. I don't, uh, I don't know what the counselor says anymore because I don't follow him. But <laughs> Well, he still wants his guy in the first round, David Johnson. David Johnson, wow. Injury prone, yes or no? So David Johnson was someone who I was very high on last year as well, too. And uh, it was, I mean, I thought it was validated. He had a, he had a hand fracture. And it's a hand fracture that actually shows pretty poor results afterwards, but he was talented enough and young enough to overcome that and come back stronger the following season. Last season, he had a very ill-defined injury. He had a back injury, which back injuries in general, just terrible. Like if they're, if you're saying that it's something in your back, then it doesn't matter if it's like a real serious thing that's going to paralyze you or just something that's going to cause you a little bit of low back pain. If you're over the age of 30, like I am, you know that a little bit of back pain sucks. And, <laughs> and it will definitely hinder your performance. And it's super easy to re-aggravate. And he is uh, – we don't know what he had. I, I couldn't justify taking him at the exact same spot that Melvin Gordon is being drafted at. They're literally at 38 and 39 on ESPN right now. And David Johnson is ranked higher than Melvin Gordon. I would 100% take Gordon over David Johnson this year. So you worry more about uh, Johnson's injury yeah. history? We, 
we know exactly what Melvin Gordon's injuries have been, and we know that he's had an adequate amount of rest. And we also know that uh, Melvin Gordon's injuries aren't that serious. We don't know what David Johnson's injury was. He didn't do well at all last season, whereas Gordon, I believe, came on stronger towards the end of the season when he did come mm-hmm. back. I, I mean, I'm just someone who plays the risks more than uh, just kind of the, the gut feelings. I'm with, if it's uh, an injury that I know typically doesn't respond well, then regardless of kind of what the gut feeling is, I go with the stats. And back injuries in older players, David Johnson's going to turn 29 this year, I believe. I think yeah, so, he's turning yeah. 29 this December. That's ancient for a running back. He's like, Especially one with the ancient. workload he's had. Yeah, that's ancient for a healthy running back, which David Johnson has not been healthy his career. So, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say pass on him based on injury concerns. All right, next one. There, there's a common theme. A lot of these are running backs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm wearing his jersey right now. I'm I'm drafting him where he's going. I like the value, but Todd Gurley. Gurley. I mean, he fell from fantasy grace. He was the number one guy, and then he got he won me my league two years in a row. He and won me my gone. league. Three years ago, and he carried me to my league championship two years ago, where I actually ended up winning with like a backup running back. Yeah, because he got injured. Yeah, but I helped so him, which is super important. Is he injury prone? Yes or no? He is. Yes, he's injury prone. I was, I was debate. So I was going to say that he definitely is um, at risk for injury, but not in the same way that you'd expect. So he has arthritis and. I've gone over this ad nauseum. I have a couple posts up on it if anyone wants to read like a page about it. But uh, arthritis is something that doesn't get better over time. There's nothing really to cure arthritis. There's only things Mm -hmm. to slow it down. And if we're talking Gurley, the way that he works, high volume, downhill runner, crushes it with the carries. Each carry worsens that condition. That means that the later the season gets, the higher the risk it is. For him, and the higher chance there is that he's going to have an arthritic flare, which means that his knee gets really painful and swollen, and he needs to rest it to get it to calm down. Which means, you know, either missing a game outright or having significantly reduced carries. And right now, he's going at the 27th pick. And also, you were you were suggesting that some people were saying to take him in the first round. No, that was David Johnson. Oh no, that was David Johnson. Sorry, yeah, but um, but yeah, no, the 27th pick. That's still. That's like early That's third high. round. His ADP has been high. climbing then, I guess. Because it was a while ago, a month or two ago, it was in the fourth. I think it must be climbing. Yeah. So I started using, and also this might be a suggestion for other people out there. One of my one of my followers got into pretty heated arguments on my post about using uh, Fantasy Pros and Fantasy Football Calculator. And I guess those sites aren't really as up to date, which I did okay. some research and he was right about it. Okay. And a lot of them just use kind of the drafts that are done on their own site, which are obviously a lot less frequent than those that are done on Yahoo, ESPN. So what I started doing is I started uh, checking the ADPs that are actually listed on the live draft trends on ESPN. And those are giving me a lot more up-to-date kind of projections. All right, I'll check those out. So he's, yeah, I don't like him that early. Uh, it's unfortunate. Now, one thing I've, you're probably going to laugh at this. I heard this said by another very respected fantasy football podcast a big one he said don't worry about todd Gurley because it's arthritis it's just not like anything broken it's just going to be pain and he can run through the pain is this true can can players run through arthritic knees or is that 
gonna, you know, <laughs> no, that's him. true. It is true. Arthritis is pain based. And if they want to run through it, they can run through it. But I would argue that he did not run through it. And we've had yeah. evidence of him not running through it. And he is now one year older, if not two years, because I mean, it actually happened two seasons ago that the real downfall happened in the mm-hmm. playoffs. So I mean, yes, some players can run through the pain. Todd Gurley has shown not really too much evidence that he wants to do that. He hasn't shown really a commitment to fantasy. He's actually said that he hates fantasy. So you can't expect him to be one. And, you know, that's his prerogative. <laughs> He's worked really hard to get to where he is. If he doesn't care about fantasy, that, that's whatever. It's up to him. But that's another thing to argue against taking him on the basis that he's going to run through the pain in a meaningly meaningless late season game that's only relevant for fantasy purposes. Yeah, and that division, if they're out of the playoff hunt, why would he? Like, he could yeah. run through the pain, but why would he? So yeah, Todd Gurley, exactly. staying away from. David Johnson, staying away from. Leonard Fournette, he's good. Dalvin Cook, good. Melvin Gordon, pretty good, depending on yeah, where. And also, I guess another thing is that Gurley's playing with Matt Ryan. Like Matt Ryan throws the ball. <laughs> he's he's no golf who's like a game manager. Like, Matt Ryan is yeah. trying to win the game by slinging the ball. He's not going to be handing it off just because, like, the coach tells him to. Yeah. So the next one is probably, out of every player that I've seen labeled injury-prone, I've seen this player labeled injury-prone the most. And I think he came in in that class with Delvin Cook. Uh, Darius Geis. Oh, Geis. Yeah. This one's going to be interesting, I know. Uh, yeah. We, we collabed a little while ago. Darius Geis injury-prone, yes or no? No, I do not think that Darius Geis. And this one, people are going to, like, crucify me for it. <laughs> But I don't think he's injury prone for the same reason that, you know, I didn't think Dalvin Cook was injury prone. And Darius Geis had the same – actually, he had, a, he had a worse injury course about it because he also had an ACL injury. And um, I was following it pretty closely, actually, because it ended up being a complicated ACL injury that got infected. I was actually – telling people that you should definitely not draft Darius Geis last season. I was like, there's no way in hell this guy's going to be any good because first of all, he's one year, less than a year removed from an ACL injury. And secondly, that was a super complicated ACL injury that required them to go in and operate again on it. So there was no doubt in my mind that he was not going to be ready last season and he wasn't. And then he ended up getting re-aggravated, which is super Mm -hmm. common as we talked about Had a hamstring strain was knocked out for most of the season. But this season, you know, he's two he's two seasons out. He's had a much more prolonged offseason where he's had a much bigger chance to rest it as well, too. The only issue that I have with him is that it seems like the Redskins don't feel that way. Not the Redskins, not the Redskins. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> the Washington football team. They don't oh, have a, yeah. They don't have a name right now. Get traded? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope they go with the Red Tails. That seems like a sick name. But <laughs> Red Tails would be good. Yeah. I like Red Wolves. That's a cool name. Red Wolf suit general sounds pretty awesome. Honestly, like, all the names are better, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people are really upset about that. And I, I feel like they should probably think about why they're so upset about it. <laughs> but, um, but no, so yeah, the Washington whatever they're going to be. Uh, Washington fourth in the division, let's call them for right now. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, he's so Scott Turner. Scott Turner is a new offensive coordinator. And mm-hmm. offensive coordinators usually like to put in their own stamp they try and like set up their own plan and they usually like to use their own guys and if they hadn't drafted a running back high you know i'd be like maybe geist is that guy but they drafted a running back in the third yeah in the third round 
that's a very high place to take a running back. And usually that means that that person is going to have a significant part in the play. They drafted J.D. McKissick as well, too, who's a significant, I think, receiving back as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of things that seem to cloud it. New offense coordinator, drafting a high running back, acquiring another running back, and guys not really having had a chance to acclimate to the Skins offense. So it's not the off, it's not the injury that concerns me about him. It's the chance that he'll get. Like I'm afraid he's going to get Royce Freeman and just just not have the opportunity to really show what he's got. If he gets traded to a good situation, I would 100% be on board with taking. All right. It. So you're not worried about the injury. It's just the actual situation yeah. that worries you. So injury wise, do you think he could be like Dalvin Cook, just like that? Where he, yeah, you know, he had the opportunity. Cook is in such a unique situation, though. He had a he had literally no competition for cat touches, and he had an offensive coordinator that was literally vocally saying, "I want to pound the rock. Like I don't yeah. want to throw the ball at all." So it's an incredible I mean, that, situation. Yeah, that was kind of a that was kind of a easy call to say. But. So Darius Geis is not injury prone. This wasn't a waste of money. He just is on a horrible team that doesn't want him. Yeah. All right. I, I guess that, that makes it better. He, he does have a pretty, pretty low ADP, like a very, mm-hmm. very he's low ADP. really low. Like he's in, I think here it's saying 104. So, I mean, if you're, when you're taking picks that late, you're pretty much just throwing darts anyways. So, I mean, yeah, take him if you want, but just know that his situation is not great, but yeah. not really an injury concern on my part. All right, we've got one or two more. Uh, this is another running back. Surprise, surprise. Uh, James Conner. James Conner. I'm a disclaimer to all the Steelers fans who are about to hate me. I am a Steelers fan, and my first jersey was actually a Polamalu jersey. And I also have a Bell Steelers jersey. So, you know, I have two Steelers jerseys. That's usually a pretty good indication. But I don't like James Conner. <laughs> and I'm also a Pitt fan, too, as much as that is. like, And I loved watching James Conner at Pitt. I mean, the guy beat cancer and then proceeded to crush, like, a bunch of rushing records at Pitt. How can you not like this guy? <laughs> yeah, I like, I like James Conner. I just don't like him on my fantasy team. All right. You like the, you like the person, not the player. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of reasons behind it. He just... He's one of the players that doesn't stay healthy and he has a bunch of random injuries that just tend to pile up. He hasn't finished a season yet. His running style is a much, it's a running style of a much bigger player, which mm-hmm. he, I mean, I know he had that picture of his back, which was like, he's doing a bunch of back days, I guess, but like his, he's not a bowling ball type of body type, but that is the way that he runs. And he's had multiple, he's had an MCL injury, he's had an AC joint sprain, he's had a thigh hematoma, and all of these have caused him to miss games. And the thing is, is that each of those injuries could have been played through. Depending on the type of severity it was, that's not an injury like an ACL, where it's like, if you tear your ACL, you're not playing for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Each one of those other injuries I mentioned, there is a chance that that could have been played through, and none of them were. So that also makes me a little bit concerned about his durability. I just, uh, I'm not a huge fan of him. He's not someone right. I'd reach for. That's, I'm, I'm not reaching. I just, I mean, from a just talent situation perspective, I don't really like him. Yeah. Uh, so now we're going to go to, there are a couple comments on TikTok that they really wanted to hear about. Um, right. AJ Green was one, 
AJ Green injury prone? Yes or no? Yeah, he is now. Now right. he is. <laughs> do you think? Do you think he's going to play more or less than six games this year? I think he'll play more. I just don't know how good he's going to be. Like, I mean, he's coming back from a pretty serious injury. Those high ankle yeah. sprains, they are they're not pleasant, and they take a really long recovery from. And he's probably going to have some chronic pain from it. You know, a lot of his catches are pretty spectacular catches where he gets up there, comes down with one foot, and then that might aggravate it. Or Yeah, he's not he's, a... Yeah. He's on the wrong side of 30 as well, from what I understand. Yes, he's he's pretty old. Uh, next one, two quarterback, Cam Newton and Matthew Stafford. So I'm from Detroit, so I am obliged Sorry. to be a Lions fan. <laughs> which is what I have been. My, my family grew up in uh, Pittsburgh, which is why I have that affiliation as well, too. But I am a, a Lions fan first, which is pretty despondent life. And uh, I want Stafford to be healthy, but uh, I, I'm concerned that he might not be. He's got spondylo, spondylolysis is what the medical term is for a back stress fracture, which is a condition he had also had prior. And... Um, the thing about that is that that injury is really aggravated by that torquing motion and that throwing motion when you're kind of going through. And if you're even the most casual NFL fan, you know that Stafford is known as the gunslinger in the NFL because Detroit hasn't had a viable run game since Barry Sanders. Yeah. And a lot of people weren't alive when Barry Sanders was playing. So. <laughs> Speaking of Barry Sanders and their run game, Gary on Johnson, injury prone, yes or no? Yes. Yeah, okay, that's just that's yeah. just a yes. I don't think I don't think that one needs any one, yeah, there's elaborate no, there's no answer. Just yes. <laughs> I have very high hopes for him too, but yeah, he's injury prone. Um, so Stafford, uh, Stafford, I am worried about him reaggravating that. I'm not worried about Carson Wentz reaggravating it, although he has the exact same injury. Based on his progression following that injury, he all like, right. crushed it when he came back. He was chucking the rock, didn't have any kind of issues with it. And um, just kind of that verified history following the injury and not having an aggravation makes me feel pretty confident about him. Cam Newton, I'm pretty concerned about. He had a list Frank injury. And um, I mean, if he was a quarterback who was a deep, was a pocket passer and just threw a bunch of deep bombs, I wouldn't be worried about it at all. But he has made his bread and butter off of being a prolific runner. Mm-hmm. And a list Frank fracture is going to significantly li- limit his upside on that. Once again, older quarterback, not great timeline for a return on that. It's one of the so we have his age arguing against him, we have the injury arguing against him, and we have the style of play arguing against him. Also in a completely new system. Not a great It's a hard system. Thing. It's not it's not any. Yeah. So you're staying away from Newton. Now, is this about Newton? This is once again something I've heard from very respected fantasy sources. They yeah. blame the injury history. They blame the injuries that he's had, not on his play style. But because he went vegan, does that <laughs> does that actually? Have uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm not vegan. Some of my good friends are, which I mean, I'm not going to make any comments on that. But but uh, as long as you get a good protein intake, I'm sure being vegan is fine. And you know, these NFL athletes, they are able to pay buco money on on getting their diets tailored. And I'm sure he was getting adequate intake. Yeah, I don't think that his diet had anything to do with his injuries. I think it's the fact that he was a large bullheaded runner who made amazing plays at the sacrifice of his own health. Despite him being like 
laid out there for the one play he didn't jump on the football for. I think people forget that he has put everything out there. Yeah. I love Cam as a player. Like I love I do too. he's awesome. But um definitely not someone I want in my fantasy team. I just find it so funny that people could watch Cam Newton play and blame injuries on his diet and not <laughs> not what he does on the field. Like runs into uh, like a two hundred, three hundred pound defensive lineman and just gets it's like because he didn't on. eat red meat today. <laughs> um yeah, so this one, this one is probably going to be tricky to answer. I mean, this is probably the most healthy running back. Christian McCaffrey, what is the likelihood of him getting injured? Is there any way to even answer that? No. Okay. I mean, I, mean, I could say that he's got a low likelihood, which I do think he has a low likelihood. I do think it's higher than his previous couple seasons, just because the longer you play in the league, the higher the risk there is of an injury. But there's nothing that makes me think, oh, this is the season that he's definitely going right. to like blow out his knee or something like that. Okay. So the workload doesn't I'm like make you think oh, by the way for anyone. <laughs> he's he's going to go blow out his knee tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so that that was the speed run injury prone yes or no and then we're going to get a couple more questions and then I'll let you go. So this is some more specific team team questions. Uh everyone's high on the Buccaneers, both Godwin, Mike Evans, Tom Brady. Everyone yeah. is high on this situation. Now both Godwin and Evans went out last year with fairly serious, I think, injuries. Yet people yeah. seem to have just completely, based on their ADP at least, forgotten that they got hurt. Are you worried about Godwin and Mike Evans health-wise? So, that's uh, Mike Evans I definitely am, because Mike Evans has had hamstring strains throughout his entire career. And that's, you know, like I said, that's something that, yeah, one or two hamstring strains is not a big deal. But once you have over two hamstring strains or, like, two hamstring strains that include – an entirely ended season, then that gets a little bit concerning. In addition to that, Mike Evans is a deep threat. And, you know, famous Sheamus is a great quarterback to throw deep bombs down to Mike Evans, streaking down the field. Tom Brady, although undeniably the GOAT based on his resume, not known for throwing deep bombs. <laughs> he can especially probably not going to make that change at this stage in his career. Yeah. So that would Very make different me a than little Jameis bit concerned. Yeah. Godwin, you know, he's a slot receiver, I believe. And um, he did have a really serious hamstring strain last year. It's a hamstring strain that was so severe that he ended up being ruled out for the season, like, immediately. And if that's happening, that means that – so hamstring strains, the term is – it makes you think that it's not super severe. And it can be just a little bit of inflammation. But it can also be up to the point where the actual hamstring muscle is torn visibly. And uh, that's kind of – usually the level where you start ruling players out for multiple games right away. So he, he would be someone I would be a little bit wary of. Let me, um, let me check my handy dandy ADP. He's going high. He's going high. He's going he? really high. He's one of the first five wide receivers. I think last I checked off the board, he's going high. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's going in the top, top 50 picks. looks like I would be, so what I would look for, and I haven't seen anything because all these, wow, he's going borderline first round. Yeah. Round of year in a 14 league. That's, that's too high for me. Nah, Even if you like, weren't hurt, that's too high. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not touching him at that ADP. Some things you can look out for, which uh, I think it might be something that we might talk about is, uh, so Hunter Henry was someone that I was really high on despite him being one year out from an ACL. And I just said how I don't target players are one year out from an ACL. And the reasoning was because they were giving specific timings of his, of his routes and his cone drills. 
and they were saying what times that he was doing that was better than his times at the at the combine and that made me very confident that he was ahead of schedule the fact that also he played in a game at the end of the same season that he tore his acl made mm-hmm. me think that he was far ahead of schedule in one of those outliers so if you start seeing news about godwin clocking better times godwin uh taking part in stuff he doesn't need to be taking part in and stuff that shows that he's really being defined as ahead of schedule, then that would be something where you could consider taking him still not in the first round. Don't do that. But that would be something where you could definitely, you know, consider picking him up in the second round or something like that. All right. So if we see that he is, you know, definitely ahead of schedule, but unless that's the case. And not just the coach being like, oh, he's 110%. He's doing well. He's going to play. It's okay. So I've never seen a coach. I've never seen a coach say something about a recently injured player be like, oh, he's doing terrible. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way this guy's going to be ready. <laughs> Guys, don't draft him. Yeah. This is not. Um, yeah, but if you see now this one, numbers. Yeah. <laughs> this one's going to be easy for you to answer, I think. Um, even if it weren't an injury situation, it's yeah. very muddled. Seattle backfield, are you staying away? Yeah, I'm staying away. <laughs> Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, both injured. That doesn't interest you in a timeshare with Carlos Hyde? <laughs> Yeah, didn't they say that uh, Penny's probably even going to start on the pup list? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know why there's some Penny truthers out there. Like, the dude was injured in the middle of last season, and he's still starting on the pup list. And he, like, Chris Carson. Yeah, Chris Carson also fractured his hip. And people That's are – and people think that he's going to be the same person as he was. And, you know, he could argue – he could he could prove me wrong, but – it's not the hip I'm worried about. People are going to be like, oh, the hip's completely healed. And yes, the hip is probably completely healed. That bone is healed. But that doesn't mean that all the deconditioning that happened with those quadricep muscles, those hamstring muscles, those glute muscles are back up to where they were NFL form. And that mm-hmm. does mean that he's still probably going to run at that same speed. And that equals soft tissue injuries. That equals a glute media strain, a hamstring strain. That equals a quad hematoma. And um, just the fact that there's a crowded backfield just further muddles that, like you said, too. And the fact that they picked up Carlos Hyde. Why are they signing him if they think that Carson's going to be the guy? I mean, maybe if Penny's on the pup list, that's who they're backing up. But, I mean, I think it's going to be a dog fight there, and I think it's end up going to be – I think it's going to end up being a timeshare. Yeah. But, uh, oh, you're forgetting he fumbles <laughs> all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved how that key back there. I mean, but right. they, they gave him so many. They gave him so many chances, though. No matter how many times he fumbled last year, they just kept on giving him the rock. It, it, it's funny. That I was, was looking at like forgiving. stats of most fumbles, and it's like quarterback, 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 quarterback. Chris Carson, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. There's not another running back or wide receiver. You forever. fumble once in the Pats backfield, backfield, and you're never seen again. Or Jonas Gray. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Shatters all these records and then never seen again. Oh, goodness. Um, this one, this was a fun request on TikTok. It says, Texans offense as a whole, medical disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, not, not the offense as a whole. Like, Watson, Watson's definitely. Watson's good. But I, I think but... they're probably saying, like, uh, they're probably receivers. David, David Johnson, um, Kiki Cootie, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. Those are probably. Yeah. Yeah. All four of those guys. Of, yeah, there's a lot of Cooks truthers out there. And uh, my friend and super successful fantasy account analyst uh, pointed out that Cooks has had a bunch of concussions. And people seem to think that for some reason he's less injury prone than Fuller. And for some reason that he might do 
better than Fuller, even though he hasn't been getting wide receiver one targets Mm-mm. for the past like three seasons. Since you're so, Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think that uh I think the Texans offense outside of Watson's probably something to stay away from. All right. That's that's what I was thinking. It just it is yeah, one of those offenses where I'm not just... like a super I'm not a super high taker for quarterbacks anyway, so even Watson's probably out for me. You're just staying away from the Texans. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to get Duke Johnson. <laughs> he did have a really good – I'm not going to hate too much on Duke Johnson. He did, like, throw it down for that one season with the Browns. <laughs> oh, but I man. think he was injured for most of the last season. <laughs> Duke Johnson. Um, This one you mentioned you're a Steelers fan, so this is going to be fun. Big Ben, are you staying yeah. away? Yeah, I am. And I got a lot of hate about that as well, too. <laughs> uh, I mean, Big Ben, you know, he's he's uh, – He's a yeah, well, I don't know. I'm gonna say he's a caveman because he, see his he beard. is Yeah, he is hard to take down. I can just imagine him walking around with like a huge club and just like that's how he plays football. He played through broken ribs. He's an animal, like he's he's won two Super Bowls. He also had an elbow injury that required surgery. And he hasn't, he has had a lot of time to rest it, but he's obviously had a very atypical off season where Mm -hmm. he hasn't been able to integrate throwing as easily as he probably would have in other off seasons. I don't think that they have wide receiver one. I got a lot of hate about that because uh, first of all, some people are juju truthers. I'm not a juju truther. You're not a a juju truther. Unless he's a wide receiver two. If he's wide receiver two, I think he can win your league. All right. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Not wide receiver one. But uh, he and even though like people say that oh he wasn't had he didn't have Ben throwing to him last season but even the year before when he was playing wide receiver one when AB wasn't playing in the games for some reason he did not put up good numbers mm-hmm. and that was with Ben throwing him Ben who's the wide receiver whisperer he like makes greatness out of nothing Juju has never performed well at the wide receiver one and he's also been injured a bunch so and I'm not people, really pe- Juju's fan. people act like. Big Ben throwing to him in what was it two years ago and last year Big Ben not throwing that was the only difference in the offense and they're kind of forgetting yeah. that that offense as a whole the offensive line was much worse James Conner was injured and much worse no Antonio yeah. Brown no Le'Veon Bell that team I mean offensively it's 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 a nightmare offensively which 2018 it was one of the best offenses we've seen in a yeah. long time I mean, Pouncey's yeah, on a downturn. He was at one time, the, I would mm-hmm. arguably, the best center in the NFL. He's still there. I don't think he's the best center anymore, unfortunately. No, yeah. All right, so we're going to get to some closing remarks. Uh, this isn't exactly even medical. It's just your, your opinions. Okay. What are players that are on your bust list that you just know they're busting, you're avoiding them, doesn't really matter their ADP, you're just staying away? Uh, I'm going to stay away from Sony Michelle again. Just because that's an easy answer <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a cop out i agree but i mean yeah i don't like sony michelle i don't like so i'm like i already said how i don't like big ben mm-hmm. i don't like i don't like juju i don't like james connor the steelers so like the terrible michelle. towel <laughs> uh i don't like most of the lions the only player in the lions offense i would uh i would go for is galladay probably hawkinson i think hawkinson's pretty good value uh he did have that concussion but like i said before one concussion not not a big deal and um and i think that he's got some pretty great upside as well too i agree with that uh 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's who's your who's on your bus list. <laughs> I mean, James Conner, Big Ben, yeah. <laughs> basically the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see here. Like, yeah, we already talked about the Seattle backfield. Stay away from them. Um, Dolphins. Who's who they put in as their quarterback again? Is it Fitzpatrick are they, still? Are they rolling with Fitz? I, I know think they are. Are they okay? Yeah, I mean, I probably would stay away from that. I mean, I know some people hit gold with Devontae Parker later on mm-hmm. in the year, but yeah, maybe I, he's maybe he's a sleeper candidate if he's going late enough. Yeah, I think his ADP's a little higher though because you know last year. He yeah, I mean, broke there's out. been there's been Parker truthers for the past five years. <laughs> it's like since like before he got in the league. So you're staying away from the Steelers and the, the Seahawks backfield my team, my and the Lions. <laughs> Your two teams. And uh right. and the skins too. And, and, okay, yeah, that I mean that that's a good answer every yeah. year. <laughs> All um, right, the uh, wide receiver core for the skins seems like it might be doing something or whatever. I like McLaurin. I like McLaurin a lot. Yeah. I think he'll be good. Um all right, who is the next Austin Hooper, that breakout tight end, or Darren Waller, the next breakout tight end, you know, maybe in his third season? A lot of people flying under the radar, but he just absolutely breakouts, breaks out. Who Who is it this year? I would actually say either either that Seahawks tight end that got, like, clocked Disley? in a bar. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Was that Disley? No, that's someone else. Oh, um... Oh, the guy who's named after a clothing brand. Oh, I, put a, I put the video of him getting Hollister. Down, Hollister, by the way. Hollister. <laughs> if you're trying to see some like world star stuff, <laughs> that's the one video on my Instagram. Is it Hollister, qualifies. right? Yeah, no, Dallas, Dallas Goder. Dallas Goder. Okay, Goder. He's Eagles. So we're Eagles. talking about like a sleeper tight end. Oh yeah, sorry, Eagles, not Seahawks. I knew it was a bird. <laughs> um, no, but if we're talking about like some sleeper tight end that just pops out of nowhere, then I'd say Dallas Goder. But um, I'd say Hawkinson for someone who's like relatively well known and um, already has somewhat high expectations, but hasn't. Really I like Hawkinson. Them. I just drafted him yeah. in one league. I think he. I think he has a chance. But I like staying with a bird. Last year it was the Falcons. This year it's the Eagles. Yeah. Tight end makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who's this year's Chris Godwin? Later round wide receiver that just absolutely explodes wins you your championship. Oh man. And you can't say Calvin Ridley. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, actually, um shoot. Not it's not Judy, but it is one of these bands. Any rugs? Is it a rookie? Yeah, it's a rookie. Is it Denzel Mims? No, it was one of the top three. Uh uh C D Lamb? Yeah, CD Lamb. CD Lamb, that, you like uh, CD Lamb? Or wait, no, he's he's in the he's in the Cowboys offense, right? Jalen Rigar, Rager. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk. No, no, no. It's either it's between it's either Judy Lamb or uh, Rugs. But I'm like drawing a huge blank on it. Whose team is Judy on right now? Judy's on the uh, Broncos. Rugs went to Oakland. Lamb's on Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, I like Judy. Judy? You think yeah, he's this year's guy? Yeah, I don't think there's really competition for uh, touches in the Denver wide receiver core. Whereas, 
Whereas, I mean, the Cowboys are stacked. Cowboys are stacked. Yeah, Broncos, yeah. he's just, I mean, he's just got to compete with Sutton. And Sutton hasn't hasn't been amazing or as amazing as we yeah. thought he would be. And I think that there's definitely enough room for both of them. Like, we also said how, yeah. you know, the like the running back game, it's, they have, uh, they just have one running back who's likely going to be their viable back outside of, like, we talked about the Lindsey Freeman. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's definitely enough room for there to be two viable wide receivers in that Denver offense. Definitely. I like that. I just drafted him in the league. You're, you're making my day right now. <laughs> um, who's the next breakout running back? Second to last question. Who's that guy who breaks out all over the place? There wasn't oh, man. Really one last. Dalvin Cook was last year. Uh, yeah. I think he's going to be a rookie ago. again this year. Another rookie. Yeah, just uh, in the Chiefs offense. He's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, Clyde Edwards Lair. And then I honestly think I think Swift might have a shot just because, you know, if Carry on goes down, it's not really anyone else there. It's his so, offense. There's Galladay yeah, and Swift. Swift is super talented. Swift is like a crazy talented running back. Yeah, he was great he in Georgia. Great at catching as well, too. Georgia backs are honestly they do well in the league. So Todd Gurley, uh yeah, they do. I like that because I also drafted him in the league. Yeah. Oh, you so man. this. Well, I liked him because you know, Carryon Johnson is there, and at first it looks, oh, I'm staying away. But you realize Carryon Johnson is not playing this whole season. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's they may have to be a run heavy team if Stafford gets hurt too. Yeah, and Patricia is on the hot seat. Like he's been oh. set. He's been told straight up he's on the hot seat. So if Swift just shows his potential, then they're just going to hand him the rock, and they're just going to be like, yeah. all right, carry on. Like, sorry, man. <laughs> all right. Here is the second to last question. Who is – or no, this is the last question. Who is your most owned fantasy player in 2020 going to be? Who's that player that you leave your draft and you have them? You cannot pass up on them. Who's that player going to be? Your fantasy MVP. I might have to go with Dalvin again just because people Dalvin are – again. People are, people are shooting him down a lot. I think he's going to drop outside of that first uh, first half of the first round just mm-hmm. because of kind of a lot of the hate he's getting and the way that he ended last season. And I think he's going to be a decent value pick in that later part of the first round. People are going to be so mad when they pass on Delvin Cook two years in yeah. a row. Again, I think he was like, he was either close to or like top five overall points. Yeah, and they're going to pass on him again because he, you know, yeah. You can't yeah. pass on that talent in that situation, I don't think. Yeah, you just have such a rock-solid handcuff. Regardless of the fact that it didn't work out last season, it's just mm-hmm. like you have a linear path on where the touches go if he gets injured. Yeah. All these other backfields, you really don't have any idea where those touches are going if that guy goes down. Yeah, it is nice he has a clear backup who's a good backup. Alexander Madison, yeah. you, you handcuff him and he will be good. Uh, before you go, this isn't an injury question. I just was actually thinking about this just now. Is this year going to be the year of the handcuffs? If a player gets COVID, are they going to have to sit out a week and we're going to have to start Tony Pollard <laughs> and Ryquell Armstead? Only Tony Pollard truthers last season. I remember that. Uh, this is definitely a year of the handcuff. And especially so just because each season they're going more towards running back by committees. So these workhorse running backs are becoming more and more rare. I remember like mm-hmm. two seasons ago, they were kind of plentiful and people were steering more towards even taking a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah. Zero that's RB was just, popular. Yeah. That's just not possible. I remember AB was going number one overall. Most of those like for like a two year stretch and 
AB, AB. Hul- AB Julio, <laughs> yeah. Goodness, times fly. <laughs> can yeah, you can you give any analysis on Antonio Brown? Or I I don't think like mental stuff is your. Yeah, AB. I mean, uh, I did primary care, so I did a good amount of stuff there. I I just think he's a passionate guy who uh who hasn't really been reined in most of his life. Okay. He's uber talented, uber passionate, and I think somewhat paranoid as well too. <laughs> And uh, hopefully he gets stuff sorted out because, you know, it's always fun watching him on the field. Oh, yeah. One of the best, but he's he's had a rough couple of, <laughs> rough couple of years. <laughs> All righty. So you're not worried about the feet being frozen, even if he comes back? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember when that was the biggest concern about him. That was like a year ago like today. a one-week period. <laughs> Antonio Brown freezes off. His, then he brought his own custom-painted helmet. And yeah. then things... <laughs> Dude, Somehow the got amazing, worse. Though. The memes were so good for Antonio Brown. Oh, all righty. So I will let you go. Uh, it was great sitting down talking injuries. Definitely uh, shed some light on a lot of these players. I think the the followers are gonna love this because you know everyone everyone needs to know about these injuries, and they're really yeah, there aren't good ways to find out about these injuries. You can't just like get a medical degree by going on Google for a couple minutes. I mean, some so, people do, but... <laughs> some, okay, yeah, I know those people. But thank but, uh, you but so yeah, much. I mean, yeah, definitely. I try and throw up a post. Right now, I'm throwing up maybe like one or two posts a week. When the season mm-hmm. kicks in, obviously, I do a lot more. As soon as the player injuries drop, I try and get a post out right away. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm still putting out injuries that are just relevant. You can always DM me as well, too, if you have specific questions about injuries. I don't treat specific people's injuries because I can't, I can't do that due to malpractice and um <laughs> so that's just something to throw out there sometimes people ask me if i can diagnose them and I oh really yeah. uh but yeah other than that you know if you have any injury questions you can always hit me up just about players and stuff it's always great seeing you post because i'm always worried the season's gonna get canceled then i see you post i'm like okay if he thinks it's gonna happen it's it's yeah. it's gonna <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to get pushed, and I think it's going to be abbreviated. But unlike mm-hmm. college sports, where they have to take into account that they're students and they can't really put them through risks that are different than other students, these yeah. are paid professionals. And I think that they'll find some way to get some sort of season going this year. They'll they'll find a way. Goodell Goodell wants his money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one thing Man, we know the first for time sure. that Goodell has not gotten booed in an NFL draft <laughs> because. <laughs> It was on video. <laughs> that was weird. That was that that was a weird thing that happened. That online draft. It's gonna be yeah, a weird season. It's one... gonna be a fun season. Yeah, yeah. I remember Cliff Kingsbury's house was sick though. Oh. I just I just remember seeing that one shot and I was like, dude, this guy is crushing it. It was like a huge mansion, and then they showed Bill Belichick. He's like in his like normal small kitchen with his dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh goodness! Priorities. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'll let you go. I know you're a very, very busy person. Uh, but thank you once again. I hope we can talk or uh, collab in the future as we get closer to the season. It's always yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll definitely try. I, I remember you were the one that actually got me my first logo. So that was. Uh, <laughs> oh, I still yeah. use that. <laughs> a little fantasy with a stethoscope. I don't yeah. even know if you use a stethoscope. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually don't use a stethoscope, really. That's kind of the <laughs> knock on sports medicine is that we do a lot of non-stethoscope-like things, but it's a cool logo. 
I mean, it, it looks good. All right, well, thank you. I got to go. I'll see you next time. Have, have a great day. Have a great week and stay healthy. Yeah, great time, Calvin. Thanks again. Thank you.